Hi friends and welcome back to another episode of Open House, a fresh, fun and real podcast where I, Louise Rumble, invite you inside the therapy room with me to learn from some of the very best psychologists, therapists and sex and intimacy coaches that I have found. No topic is off the table, no question too juicy and no experience too shameful. At Open House, everyone is welcome. And we're on a mission to develop a new mental health experience for all because we believe that true happiness is coming home to yourself under the layers and layers of you that society has told you to be. As ever, please remember that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and you should always seek professional medical help when necessary. Now, let's get into it and I'll see you on the other side. Okay, so start yes. again. Be serious. Okay. We haven't got the time to get the giggles, so we're no. just going to go straight in. Exactly. Girl talk. Welcome uh, back to Girl Talk. We're sorry for being MIA. Louise was actually dying, coming back to life. And then we And died. then we were just going, we were, we were both just had a lot going on in our lives. You've moved house since we've last been on the podcast together. Yep. You've moved into the most incredible house. I've moved out of my house also, yep. and then I've moved countries. So we've had a lot, and then a I lot. nearly died of dengue fever. So we've been like going Which we, we're just it. called the bone breaking. What's it called? Yeah, the bone breaker. Fuck me. People are like, oh my God, I'm so sorry you were so ill. And I'm like, so ill, like doesn't cover it. It was the worst experience of my life. We've gone through a lot, but we're also good. We're so good. Okay, so we're just going to jump straight into the topic of conversation today. We wanted to actually bring some authenticity to you guys because we know that with Instagram and everything, it can definitely be a highlight reel. And people assume that just because you're in a healthy relationship, things are perfect. You look at everyone else's relationship mm-hmm. and I feel like Everyone else looks like they're in these perfect relationships. Yeah. They're fucking all the time. They're yeah. traveling all the time. Mm-hmm. They're so happy, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. The truth is, is that relationships are vehicles for growth. Yeah. And I'm very honest about challenges that I face in my relationship. But it's very easy to just only see the highlights. Mm-hmm. So today we were like, yeah, let's talk about like the realities. Yeah. So maybe we should just talk about like something you've been navigating in your yep. relationship. I'll talk about something I've been navigating yep. in mine. And we just jam on that. Perfect. All right. Do you want to go first? Yeah. Okay, so if anyone listening that doesn't know, I had dengue fever. I was incredibly unwell for 10 days. It was a very stressful, scary experience. Like Monica said, it's called the bone breaker. So I was like so sick talking about having a blood transfusion, et cetera, et cetera. So of course, I can't roll over in bed because I'm in so much pain. Of course, I was not intimate with my partner, right? Mm-hmm. He, fuck me, I couldn't even walk to the bathroom, let alone like speak. suck his dick. I yeah. Even, like, I couldn't even <laughs> swallow a paracetamol. Yeah, it's <laughs> right. It's like, and that is a million times smaller. Wait, let's all pause for a second. Louise could not speak. And we're both sadgers here. We both love to speak. There is never a problem. I mean, we never had the issue of nothing to say. Never. And you could not and did not want to speak. I could that not speak. That says it all. Like a, a sad that does not want to speak. <laughs> And wants to be left alone. It's a sage that is dying. Like, that is how you know when a sage is in the deepest yeah. of her darkness. Yeah, and when she's moment. not talking. Like, whenever I'm not talking, my boyfriend will always be like, babe, what's wrong? Like, something is wrong. You're not speaking. Yeah. And I'm like, no, everything's okay. Like, we over-communicate. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that, yeah, that's a thing. Maybe that's a problem. That's actually sometimes a problem in our relationship. Yeah, me too. We over-communicate. Yeah, like, me too. And, and my boyfriend's like, babe, we don't actually need to talk about this. <laughs> there's not actually, we don't need to deep dive in psychoanalysis, analyze this. And I'm like, at the beginning, I was like, no, it's called healthy communication. Yeah. And I'm like, actually, we can just move forward without yeah. making an issue out of exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> Everything doesn't need to be something that we analyze. I love it. Okay, sorry. Keep going. Okay, so I couldn't even swallow paracetamol. So obviously, I was not like showering down with some D, right? Okay. 
So two and a half weeks of dengue fever, and I started, I really hope my parents aren't listening, started to get a bit better. My mental health was so bad. I really felt for people that have depression because Mm. it's something that I've not experienced in maybe a decade. And I was depressed fully. Mm. Now, I understand that that's from the impact of the virus and the inflammation and you inflame your brain and your gut gets fucked up. So I knew what to do with it, but I was not me. And I had no sex drive. I had like nothing, no desire to do anything. And I genuinely was like, I was like, oh my God, like maybe, maybe it's never going to come back. Mm -hmm. Like maybe actually my relationship has run its course. Mm -hmm. Like these are things that people never admit, right? You have a drop in your sex drive and you start to panic a bit, right? Especially if you're really horny all the time. Or like like, a lot. And so I was like really panicking. And then I felt like disconnected from my boyfriend Mm -hmm. because like having sex and being intimate together is a big part of a relationship. Being close to someone. Yeah, amen. So then we would like lie in bed at night and just like watch TV. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh my God. I was like, this is what people say when they've been yeah. in a marriage for like 10 years. Oh my God. And, and so I was worried. I was worried about me. I was worried about my sex drive. I was worried about our relationship. Mm-hmm. I just didn't feel good. And I think when you're post-illness, like you also are just so sensitive mm-hmm. to everything. And I was so emotional. And it was just like, it was just a lot. And I think it's really important to be honest because you look out there and you look at everyone else and you just assume, mm-hmm. like I know that you have an incredible sex life. So people probably also feel this mm-hmm. about your sex life mm-hmm. is that, Everyone out there is fucking seven times a week, yeah. mind-blowing sex, yeah. incredible. But like, I just want to share that that's not always the truth. Correct. Because a lot of people out there will be having sex once a week Correct. and having a healthy, connected yeah. relationship mm-hmm. and being like, fuck, my relationship's less than because I'm not doing it seven times right. a week. Some people might not have fucked for three months yeah. and have been like, I don't know how to come out of this and I'm too ashamed to even talk to anyone about it. Mm-hmm. So I just think that it's important to be like, it's okay for like your sex life not to be raging. There's seasons Seasons. of life. Like, like for us, we are very sexually active people, but sometimes our sex is five minutes. Yeah. Sometimes our sex is not just long sessions. Exactly. Like now, because we are really busy with just like life and buying its half and what going on, like majority of the time our sex during the week is shorter than our sex on the weekend. And like sometimes we'll have like those two hour sex sessions on the weekend or randomly during the weekday but we actually both, especially me, because I just am always like creatively thinking and like my brain's always on. I really have to be like, it's okay for me to just drop in and be present yeah. to this. For this moment. For this moment, yeah. however, however long it's going to go and not be like, oh my God, time is wasted. But we've talked about this before of like, you know, when you're pregnant, for example, some people can't have sex when they're pregnant. If they're having like pelvic issues, for yeah. example, or postpartum, you can't have sex for six weeks. Yeah, And it's so important that, you actually can feel safe and intimate in your relationship without sex as yeah, well. Because 100%. the reality is, is that like you can get really sick or like if you break a leg or if something happens yeah. and you're not having sex, it's like you can go into those panic moments yeah. and and like there are seasons of life. Yeah. And like you went through a season of life and there'll be another season of life. Yeah. You know what I mean? You are so right. And I would definitely say that as my mental health is getting better, my libido is coming back. Mm-hmm. And so we've had a great week and yep. it's been super intimate. So I feel like the season is passing, mm-hmm. but I love also what you said about the pelvic pain because I have fibromyalgia, which mm-hmm. is a chronic pain disorder, and it's predominantly in my pelvis. Mm-hmm. I've been very lucky that it's never impacted my sex life. I yeah. don't have painful sex, but I am aware how many women do. 
And it's, again, something that we don't talk about enough, which is that, like, yeah, there are reasons that sex is less enjoyable for people. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes in the month, if you have endometriosis, mm -hmm. like, you are in so much pain, you don't even want anyone to touch you. Yeah. So, of course, you're not going to have sex yeah. on your period, yeah. even if everyone's like, oh, yeah, like, we have sex on our period. Like, you don't. Right. And, like, also, let's just say, like, the kind of sex that you have with your partner can change. And that's okay. Yeah. Like, we we go through phases of, like, really dirty sex and then, like, super making love. And then, like, sometimes we literally just like have sex for five minutes and we're literally just like together as one because we just want to feel connected yeah. at the end of the day okay. no we our sex is never about orgasm yeah. it's like it's actually about connection both from the very beginning of our relationship really made the commitment to each other like that, that, that we don't want sex to be about orgasms yeah because we don't want that pressure yeah. that was what i was going to say next is like the pressure is also something that's not spoken about and one of my best friends messaged me this week being like we haven't had sex in a while because we are just so busy. They yeah. don't live together, so they don't okay. spend much time together, blah, blah, blah. And we were talking about pressure. And I said as a joke, and it's actually not funny, but like I said as a joke, I was like, yeah, sometimes you feel like if you're not fucking, that they're going to fuck someone else. Like, right. of course, of course they're not. Yeah. In, in nine out of 10 relationships, yeah. of course they're not. But there is a pressure, and I don't even think it's on women. I'm sure men feel it as well. Mm -hmm. But sometimes there is a pressure that you have to fuck. Fuck, it's been two days. It's mm -hmm. been two weeks. And what I have experienced with my partner is just probably like what you were saying is there is no pressure. Mm -hmm. And he said to me, you know, a bit of an extreme, but he said, we could not fuck for six months mm -hmm. and I would love you just as much as I love oh, you now. Oh, I know. I love that. And I was like, oh my goodness, like that, that is take love. the pressure off. Yeah. And then when the pressure isn't there, you actually want to be yeah. more intimate. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. Of like, it actually is so funny as an example, the other day, we hadn't had sex in like three days. And I think I was on my period and like it was just really busy. And he said like, babe, maybe we should try not having sex for a week, which for, for us is a long time, right? And everyone's different. So like this isn't to be like, oh, Monica's sex life is how we all need to be. But maybe we shouldn't have sex for a week and like wait till the weekend because it'll be really fucking good. And I was kind of up for it. Yeah. So I was like, we actually spoke in that moment of like, there's going to be times like, for example, when babies come along, when we can't have sex for mm -hmm. a week and we need to learn to be okay with that. And because the pressure wasn't there on him or me, we literally had sex that night. And it wasn't, it, that's not like to illustrate anything else other than when the pressure isn't there, you take the stress off. And yeah. if your body isn't producing as much adrenaline and yeah. cortisol, then your relax. libido is there and you're yeah. relaxed. Then you're actually open to receiving and you want to be intimate. Exactly. You're not in your head. Yeah. Because when there's pressure, you are in your head yeah. and sex and pleasure comes from your body. Right. So I love this idea of just taking the pressure off. And mm -hmm. I feel the same that when you don't feel that pressure, you just feel free to be you. Yes. And when maybe that's like you don't want to have sex for a week, two yep. weeks, a month, yep. it doesn't matter what yep. that is for you. Yep. But taking that pressure away is beautiful. Yep. But to take that pressure away, something that you and I both have in our yep. relationships is open, honest, non-judgmental, yes. loving communication. Like seriously, that is so important. I mean, you can make sex in your relationship something that is purely about intimacy that creates more yeah. safety to be like, babe, I am so tired. Like yeah. this happens to us of like, like, you know, one minute in, I'm like, I'm sorry, no, I'm so tired. Yeah, like, like, we're just going to bed. And there's no judgment. It's like, of course, let's go to sleep. There's not, there's never this pressure of like, you need to do X, Y, and Z for me, or I need X, Y, and Z. Because that's why like self-pleasure in a relationship is yeah. also important. And like, it's, I, I personally think that it should be something that's very openly spoken about. Mm -hmm. So is it shame? Because sometimes you just need to get off yeah. and you don't want to have to yeah. work on another person. Yeah. You don't want the other person there. You just need to get off and then call it a day. And that's, okay like I don't see anything wrong with that yeah especially when it's an open thing in your relationship 100% like it's just about talking about it isn't yeah. it like I actually don't masturbate in my relationship mm -hmm. and he doesn't 
But I think that's because we're in a long distance relationship a lot of the time. So yeah. of course, when we're on our own, all we do is yeah. do it on our own. Yeah. So when we're together, it's like, oh, everything is together. Yes. But yeah, like, you know, if I wanted to have an afternoon with my vibrator and yeah. he's at work, I'm going to do it. Right, exactly. Because it's like what my body feels like in that Correct. moment. And then that's also taking the pressure off him. Exactly. And then sex becomes more of like sex with him becomes more of a connection time and more about intimacy and less about getting off. These are the conversations that I don't see that are happening. Yeah. Like the, the reality of the fact that sometimes you have sex and you just stop because you're like, I'm too tired. Yeah. The reality that I didn't have sex for nearly three weeks and I literally was like, oh my God, my relationship is over. Right. Because I have an anxious brain right. that made a story mm -hmm. out of something because society tells you that if you're yep. not fucking five times a week, yep. two times a week, whatever it is, that your relationship is not as good, not as passionate right. about someone else's right. as someone else's. And then you feel like, oh my God, I'm settling. Two things on that. So number one is like the catch-22 is like we have that in society, but at the same time, there's still shame around sex being talked about. Mm. So there's still the problem where people don't talk about it in their relationship mm. or it becomes like a thing to talk about. Like it becomes a heavy topic rather than something just a quick light comment whilst the two of you are making tea, right? Like it's it, – then that's the whole problem where there's so many people that feel so much shame about their sex life, but at the same time, then they also – Oh, like they're wanting sex. They don't want sex. It's like the cash 22. So it creates this like tension in their yeah. body. And then the second thing is obviously with social media and Instagram, you see these like hot Instagram couples. And because they're being all sexy with their ripped abs, you just assume like they're having the wildest sex. And not to say they're not, but it's like if you are noticed, and this is like such a bad social media thing, but if you are noticing yourself comparing to other people on Instagram. Unfollow. Or like mute or yeah. just get the fuck off the app. Yeah. Just stop scrolling and get off the app because the only person that you should be comparing yourself to is you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that there's this, there's also this difficulty, which is like, sometimes you will say to your boyfriend or to your girlfriend, whatever, like, I want to fuck you tonight or I want mm -hmm. you to fuck me. Mm -hmm. You verbalize mm -hmm. that you want something right, which I think is difficult for a lot of people. Yes. And I think yes. that when you can get to the point that you can do that, it's liberating. Because it's self-acceptance. Because it's self-acceptance and self-expression. Exactly. But then I think that there's also the, the issue that life is so busy, okay? Mm -hmm. So, for example, you could say to your boyfriend or to your girlfriend, like, I want you to fuck me tonight. And then work gets in the way. Mm -hmm. They're stressed about work, whatever. You then take that personally. Mm -hmm. Like, the other day, I said to my boyfriend, like, I want you to fuck me. And I came in and he was just playing FIFA. Mm -hmm. and, I, and so I kind of, like, stood there and I was like, okay... And I was like, right, I can either, old Louise, before doing the work, will get offended by this, will make a story out of it, which is that he, fever's more important, he's not interested in me, yeah. he don't, whatever. Yeah. Or Louise, now doing the work, can basically just, like, get into bed and, like, kindly express and communicate, like, I'd like us to share some time together now, mm -hmm. okay? So we did, had an amazing experience. And then at the end, after that happened, I said to him, like, it didn't make me feel great when I communicated that thing with you, which mm -hmm. felt still a little bit, like, vulnerable, vulnerable. right? Mm -hmm. And then when I came in, you would just play FIFA and kind of like didn't look up. Yeah. And he was like, I am so sorry. Like it was just my male brain that was just like, so, you know, you just like get stuck on one yeah. thing. And we just communicated about it. I communicated how it made me feel. And he said, I take the feedback on board. That will never happen again. Like I am here to worship you. And I will never, yeah, I'll never take that for granted. Yes. And I was like, yeah, fuck FIFA. Yes. But also I want to say what was so important in there is that he was like, it was just my male brain. And yeah. that's why I'm always like, I think that one of the most important things in a relationship is to understand the opposite sex. Obviously, if you're in an opposite sex relationship, because a male brain is so different to our female brain. They are so logical and rational. Right. And so, like, they? for him, what he said was, like, I just got stuck on one thing. That is a male brain. Yeah. 
They hone in on one thing and they block out everything else. Whereas we are like focused on 50 million things. They are committed to their one task in front of them. So if you're not in front of them with your legs spread, <laughs> he's not focused on you. And that doesn't mean that's what you have to do. It means that you need to just like, navigate you, to get exactly, to that end exactly. situation. You need to instead, create a space. Correct. And yeah. it's like, that's not a woman sitting there, you know, playing a game, whatever, because she would then have heard you coming in. I love that. And I also think that it's also about taking responsibility for you. So I have an anxious attachment style mm -hmm. and so does one of my best friends. And she messaged her boyfriend something similar the other day. And he replied, like, so stressed at work, mm -hmm. um, can't tonight. Her anxious attachment style was so triggered. Mm. Obviously, it's like rejection. Oh, yep. my God. You didn't even say, like, I would love to fuck you, but tonight, baby, yep. I can't. I'll make yep. it up to you tomorrow. Yep. And I said to her, men without generalizing too much, yeah. are logical, yeah. rational, particularly yeah. when stressed. Yes. Whereas yes. women And their libido is down the tank yeah. when they're stressed. Whereas when we are stressed, we are even more emotional. So she, he went back and went into more like, very stressed at work, must fix this, you know, thinking in logical terms. Correct. And she's thinking- and he was focused on his job. Exactly. And she's like, on her. oh my God. Like, right. And, and, and I had to then say, I get it. I would feel rejected too. Yeah. And it's really interesting because like for a lot of women, especially if you are the feminine one in your relationships, you are more submissive. Like when we're really stressed, it's like, please fuck me. Like yeah. take the stress away from me. But because a man has to do that, if he's stressed yeah. and exhausted, he's like another task yeah. I have to do. And it's not because you're a task. It, that is his brain going, I have to expend my resource, expel my resources onto you. But literally, I, literally, literally. But like, but even if he isn't finishing inside of you, it still works for him. Mm. And if he has had a really intense yeah. day and he's exhausted, that's too much work. But for us, we've had an intense day. We're just fucking lying there. We yeah. just get to receive. And so for us, it's like so rejuvenating true. and it releases stress for us. I think that's so interesting, like understanding where they're coming from. Because mm -hmm. if I get even vaguely stressed, which is all the time because mm -hmm. I have so much going on, mm -hmm. my sex drive disappears. Mm -hmm. Like you could literally kiss me and like nothing will happen down there mm -hmm. because it's like the stress has just like disconnected the libido. Yeah. So I am very open and compassionate to, I mean, my boyfriend has never said I'm too stressed to fuck you yeah, and yeah, he also yeah. doesn't really get stressed. Yeah. But I just like to think that if someone was to say that to me or whatever, if he was to say that to me, I'd yeah. be like, that's cool, I get it. Yeah. It's just about being compassionate to Correct. how the other person works, Correct. how their systems work, mm -hmm. what turns them on, what turns them off. Yep. And again, it just comes back to how do you discuss that? You communicate. Exactly. And even like on that point, it's like, okay, well, if you know each other, how else could he be intimate with you? Maybe he makes you dinner. Maybe he runs you a bath. But then those things kind of boost your libido back up. Totally. So instead of just going straight for the pussy, there are... <laughs> Okay, Donald like, Trump. Well, the life. But like, it's really important for you to understand how to like be turned on in other ways than just like in like act like physical foreplay. Yeah. Because for example, if he runs you a bar, that's like your libido can yeah. be back. Yeah, exactly that. And all I need is a tiny bit of space to decompress. Yep. So he'll cook me dinner yep. and I'll just like lie on the bed for five, yep. ten minutes, have a hot shower. Yep. And then when I've been able to breathe out, it's like my body can just reconnect the systems and then he'll come to me. Out. Yeah. And then we'll just have a cuddle. And yeah. then I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking back. Correct. <laughs> like, like, and that's, that comes with serious self-awareness, yeah. open communication, honesty, and really like self-trust. Because mm. if you don't trust, tell me when you have to go, if you don't trust yourself, you're not going to, you're not going to feel safe to be able to communicate with somebody mm. else because you're so worried about them leaving you or whatever, mm. that you're in this fawn response the whole time. Mm. So you can't be like, you know what, what I need is a hot shower. I'm going to go do that for myself, knowing that I can then come back and we're going to be together. It's like, it's this constant people pleasing to make sure that like, he doesn't reject you, but at the same, at, at that exact same time, you are actually rejecting yourself yeah. and therefore the relationship and yeah. thus him. 
Oh, that is so important. Yeah. And I also think that the, the, the bit about nervous systems as well is so important. Like you said, if you are in fight or flight, the biology of your body is that yeah. your body is trying to survive. Yeah. If you've just been chased by, or if you're about to be chased by a tiger in the savannah in yeah. caveman days, yeah. you don't want to fuck. No. You're like, I'm about to die. Yeah. Do you exactly. know what I mean? Like, exactly. So biologically as well, it's about being in a state of a regulated nervous system. Yeah. And a lot of the time, I am in a dysregulated nervous system. My body is very used to being in stressful situations. Yeah. My healing journey has been learning to regulate much mm -hmm. more frequently, not being addicted to the stress hormones. Right. And I think that that is why I have had the best sex in my life in the last four years, in my last two relationships, mm -hmm. this one and, and the prior one, because my nervous system has been regulated. Yeah. So my libido has been the highest it's yeah. ever been. The pleasure has been the highest it's ever yeah. been. So if anyone's listening to this thinking like, I'm not having sex or when I do, I'm in my head or I don't feel like having yeah. sex. A lot of it can be because your nervous system is dysregulated, Correct. right? I mean, you look at the like world today. It's like we wake up, we're on our phone, stress hormone. We're like running to work. We don't take any time for ourselves. Caffeine on the way to work. Exactly. Like stress the, hormone. The way that we fucking eat doesn't help our bodies. Yeah. We are stressed on the way home. We're constantly inputting all this yeah. information and we are, we, are, we are exhausted from the overstimulation. Yeah. And then we come home, we turn the TV on, we have music yeah. on. Like, no, why don't you come home, have no music on, have silence, bring your nervous system back down to earth. Like, and silence. I love silence. I also feel like being in this space, we're, so we're in Monica's villa in mm -hmm. Tulum on the beach. It is literally incredible. She walks in and is like, wait, I thought this was the hotel lobby. Honestly, I thought we're in the hotel lobby and it's just like their living room. I was like, what the fuck? But I honestly feel like being on this sofa, mm. my whole nervous yeah. system, because we had breakfast before this yeah. and we are such high energy when we're together. It's like, <laughs> we're like, like screaming. Really screaming. Really Her boyfriend's like, I fucking love you guys. You basically should be a lesbian couple. So I'm out of here. Like, I'm just going to leave you guys to have some girl time. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you got a smoothie and I was like, I'm going. And then left. But like full of love, not, oh, not like yeah, not too no. much, just like. No, 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 full of love. He's like, I'm just going to let you guys do yeah, your work. Yeah, literally. Quite literally. And then we left breakfast and we came here. Yeah. I honestly feel like I've like mm. gone. Oh, yep. into the sofa. This is heaven. I just want to lie here and be worshipped on the sofa. And that's because oh my, my nervous system has just gone like, yeah. oh, like yeah. there's no road there. I can hear the water in the background. The ocean is there. Mm -hmm. So it's about creating spaces. It and is. I know that's difficult for people that work all the time, have kids. I really get that. But Even your home environment's a big thing. Can you light a candle at your yeah. desk? Nice bed sheets. Good pillows. Have a bath. Yeah. You know, do a slower skincare routine, for example. Don't look at your phone first thing in the morning. As, like when I wake up, when I wake up, I turn the blinds up, like I press the button and the blinds go up straight away. So the first thing is light. like light and I see the trees outside our window. Like that even, for example, is a beautiful thing. Like I know for a lot of moms, what's really helpful is they wake up earlier than their kids. To so get a bit of them time. Exactly. And they make tea, they go outside, they just breathe. You don't have to even meditate. Just like go outside and just literally fucking breathe for five minutes and then come back in and get into the day. I think it's just about identifying what stresses you out it yeah. can be such small things like for me if I went into the bedroom because I I can literally just like take my stuff off drop it on the floor I'll be like I'll come back and get that later yeah. and it's still there because yeah. like I'm just a sag shit like, everywhere yeah shit everywhere and then I'm like hang on actually my boyfriend is amazing he's oh my, wait okay same he gets so annoyed he's like can you please be tiny I'm like I am my boyfriend doesn't even say that he I'm just like, like does it oh my god I'm so nervous. I'm like I am tidy we're I'm not dirty like we're just, no we're not dirty we're just a little bit messy I just don't like if I'm not, if I'm busy, like I don't have the fucking time to tidy up. To tidy up. And also like it doesn't affect my workflow. Yeah. So I'm not going to fix it. Same as me, but it does affect my bedroom flow. Yeah. Because if I was in a, in a bedroom That's where right. there was just shit everywhere, yeah. 
I'm like, no, this is not sexy. This yeah. is not calm. My yeah. brain's like thinking about it. Yeah. So even small things, just tidy up your space. Mm-hmm. It can be like, <sighs> yeah, yeah. It's just about yeah. identifying. Wait, what have you had like sexual are. blueprints? You know, for my boyfriend, he's definitely maybe more of a sensual. So he doesn't want there to be like shit all over the yeah. room like he wants to like dim the lights whereas I'm like babe leave the lights bright I didn't give a fuck I'm um, definitely more of like kinky sexual expert yeah. so I always think like you can make blueprints your own because you are your own blueprint but that could be a really good like starting point for that people is to look into just to help with self-awareness of maybe these three things are blocking me from getting out of my head with sex you are so right because on and actually me and my sex therapist have created 13 because we want to develop it further so I'll send it to you you can have a look at it but exactly that because I watched the goop episode Mm. where this couple have been together for 10 years and they were like our sex life's awful and it was just because she was a kinky and he was I don't remember what the other one was but because of that they just weren't learning to to fuck each other in the right way or pleasure each other right and so many women think men are just sexual and kinky but actually there's only like 30 percent of men that are sexual a lot of men essential and energetic that was it one of them was energetic and the Which other one was so like fascinating something. right because like just from a generalized point of view you would think that women would be more sensual energetic and men would be more kinky and sexual yeah. but so many women are like kinky and sexual and so many men are sensual and energetic but I also I love to then blend in like in a season of life he could be sensual yeah and in a different one. And in a different season of life, he'd be kinky. On holidays, he could be kinky. Yeah. During the work week, he could be se- se- sensual. And then for a woman, she could be kinky in ovulation, but energetic wow. on her period. So we have to like take those things into account. A lot of women assume that he just can get off within three seconds. Yeah. So when I first met my boyfriend, he was like, it's so frustrating that men get labeled as mm-hmm. like, that they can just fuck anyone whenever they want. Mm-hmm. He was like, that's not true. Like, I think he's more sensual yep. and probably more energetic. Yes, 100%. And I'm also... I think I'm sensual, energetic, plus kinky. Yeah. Like, I think that's my combo. Yeah. And, yeah, we'll link all of this in the show yeah. notes so people can, like, start to look into it. It's yeah. a great way also just yes. to open up the conversation. Correct. Rather than being like, you do this, and it makes me feel this, which right. is the 101 of do not do. Correct. Let alone in a sexual discussion. Correct. And like, this is why, like, also to add to that, talk about your period and your cycle. The reason why I say this is really important is because... It can be confusing for men when it's like, but last week you wanted this and now you want this. And then Uh. she gets confused because then she feels shame of like, why do I keep changing my mind? Or why is it last week I wanted him to touch me this way? But now I'm like, don't touch me like that. Like it's too much. So interesting. So it's like, it's really important to also take this into account because for men, it can be very confusing for them in their relationships. And for women, it can therefore be confusing because he's putting that confusion on her. So she second guesses her like, innate feelings like even we've talked about this and he has said to me I love knowing where you are in your cycle and I love when you communicate what you're feeling because it helps me to then know because he's learned my cycle Mm -hmm. so he knows how to touch me and how to love me and how to talk to me during that time and it's helped our relationship because there's less confusion and it's literally just about understanding the other person better it's really helpful when you know that I need to be doing this for him when he's stressed or this when this is going on and when he knows he needs to be doing this for you in this phase of your cycle and whatever in the other phase of your cycle. Oh, and yeah, I think just to wrap up again, it all just comes back to communication, it does. doesn't it? Like I don't feel, and I think this is one of the beauties of being in my 30s, having learned so many lessons in past relationships and having done all the self-work is that 
it's just about communicating. Some days I'm like, mm -hmm. I just want you to touch me like this or mm -hmm. to do this and it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And then some days I'm like, I want you to do it hard or like yep. fast. Yep. And that probably ties into the cycles, which yep. I'm not aware of. I need to learn about cycle tracking and all yep. of that. So we'll yep. do another episode yeah, on that. Because I think that's really interesting. But yeah, it's just communication. It is. But communication starts with going inwards before you communicate outwards. And I also want to touch the last thing on that with the whole topic. You need to be a student every day in your relationship and you need to learn. Like, I'm not joking when I say this. When we have like a tiff or a difference and I've learned something and I'm like, I might forget this. I write it in a fucking iNote. Mm. I have an iNote of his name and things to remember. Mm. Because if you're not learning, you're not going to improve your relationship. You know, you have to learn this is what he needs in this time of his life. There needs to be safety and he needs to feel like you are learning yeah. and not having the same argument all the time because you're not taking back, you're not taking his feedback. The reason I'm laughing is because literally last week, I like, we finished having sex and I sat down and I was like, so how was the blowjob? Like I literally, wow. yeah, I was like, I was like, let's, let's have like a feedback session. Like, what did I'm you love? Obsessed. What did you not love? Yeah. And I just, it was so good. He was like, yeah. I love it when you'd go like, halfway down, halfway down, yeah. and then go full down. Yes. And I was like, amazing, because yeah. I would never have clocked that as being yeah. like a takeaway yeah. from this yeah. when you told me. And now I'm like, fuck, I can't wait to do it again yeah. because I know exactly what felt good. And then you know you're going to please him. Exactly. And I'm like excited. Yes. That can Rather only than being like, oh, I'm nervous. But that can only happen when you're confident and he's confident. If there is shame, if there is insecurity, if there is unsafety in a relationship, there can't be that feedback, that open, honest feedback with a healthy energy because there's fear of offending the other person. Mm. You can't take it on board because you're insecure. You're, you're thinking, oh my God, I did something wrong because he didn't love this. It, it comes down to like the confidence and just doing the fucking work. I love this. This is such important discussion. It is. No, we talk about sex more. We really do because yeah. no one talks about it. And also this is one of my favorite episodes that we've ever done yeah, because we are talking about the, the things that people don't talk about. Exactly. Like people feeling like, I don't know if he enjoyed that or like yep. we're not doing it enough. Yep. Everyone else is doing it. Yep. Oh my God. And actually this has just been so amazing. This has been amazing. I love you. Love you. Okay. Love you. Bye-bye. <laughs>